Masters, Dreadhawks, and the Jaces have each fallen to the ranks of the unbeaten with Seattle losing two straight. The touchdowns, Wild Bills, and Nanomites are still in the fight, hot on the heels for a spot in the playoffs. Meanwhile, well, over on Staten Island, things are getting hot in the fort. Will desperate time lead to desperate measures leading into Couch Bowl Week? From the Ducalax Virtual Studios, this is the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League Sports Desk. Ducalax. That's how my team has been playing. I, Ed, yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm impressed you can still afford the high-class brand name. I just figured you'd be getting something that, something a white label that says Milk of Magnesium on it. I thought of that. And Metamucil, but they turned me down. Metamucil. This went sideways in a hurry. So I do have a message from the Warriors front office. Mike. Wait, go ahead, Gary. We're we're always uh, we're always glad to hear from from the front office of the the Fort Wadsworth Warriors. They're under new management. <laughs> Since I'm obliged to our fans and participants of our league to do this podcast tonight, I'm here, so I just won't be fined. No further comments. <laughs> Well, you know, Gary, it, it can't all be sunsets and tequila, my friend. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Let's go ahead and, and review week six. So we'll uh, we'll get the get the bloody the bloody part of the weekend out of the way early. We're Gary and the newly rechristened. Fort Calamity Desperados fall in yet another heartbreaker to the Tacos. 81-80. Justin Bell still can't be bothered to log in, but still good enough to get his first win of the season, rising to 1-4-1, just a half a game ahead of the newly christened Desperados at 1-5. Bernardrick McKinney led the way 13 points out of the defensive specialist spot. A bunch of guys at 12 and 11 to get to 81. Gary got 22 from the Gronk out of his 80 and not much else. Uh, 10 out of Derek Carr, 12 out of DeMarco Murray, and kind of just some chump change the rest of the way. Dude, what happened there? I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Jamie Johnson, your thoughts? If, if Gary had made the had gone ahead and made the dramatic move of substituting Jason Witten in at the flex spot for Tavon Coleman, a move no one would make, that would have been the winning move. So, That's true. That's man, true. Man, Gary, it just continues. Uh, one and five. Uh, you're down there in the depths with, with some other folks. Uh, we'll get to the standings a little later on. Tyler Hudson to Jace approves to five and one. Big win over the Charlottesville Keelhalls, 99 to 58. We've been thinking that Dan Uthman has been logging in, so this might actually be a legitimate win for Jamie Johnson. Again, up to five and one. Got the loss there in week five, but back on your winning ways. Uh, 28 points out of Lamar Miller, huge game for Houston. Uh, 23 out of Terrence West as uh, Jamie went ground and pound. Uh, 11 for Alec Ogletree, a bet had a nice game for for the Rams. Uh, 10 for Dustin Hopkins, the Washington kicker. Uh, meanwhile, Keelhalls. LaShawn McCoy had 32, and the team still only got to 58. Here's why. Bengals defense, negative two. First off, negative two for the Bengals defense. So this podcast, two points better than the Cincinnati D. Uh, and then both defensive specialists had five. Uh, both Quan Alexander and Eric Kendricks 
bye weeks. Uh, both of them in the starting lineup. Maybe an, another one of those calculated risk games for Uthman because those are two guys that would be it would be tough to let them go. They're they're both having great seasons and they both play for get lots of tackles for good defenses. But yeah, both spots going on an empty. I have to wonder what's going on there. It wasn't going to make a difference, I don't think, with the performance of the offensive players. But uh, I mean, holding on to two quarterbacks. Uh, you know, an extra tight end and Victor Cruz. That, you know, there isn't three guys on the bench to be proud of. And if you're trying to get back in it, this is a league where you got your you're gonna have to take some calculated risks and drop some players. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna defend keeping Crab Legs because because he uh, has put up some numbers in some weeks and Russell Wilson hasn't. Russell Wilson is probably more the backup. Victor Cruz and Dwayne Allen haven't shown you anything that says they have to be held on to. I got to wonder about that too, especially when there's there's decent defensive players uh, out there that you can grab for a week that would get you seven or eight points. So yeah, 58 points total for the Heel Halls, 32 out of them out of Shady, 10 points out of Russell Wilson, and not much out of anybody else. Good job, guys. So Jamie, five and one, uh, you're kind of like the reverse Gotso. I got lucky early, and my team kind of come around, but we'll see. Debbie Gotso is hot on my heels along with uh, Josh Morgan, so uh, I'm going to still need a lot to break right because I am not going to get a tiebreaker with my offensive output. Still living on fantasy football defense. Speaking of Josh Morgan, Pyramid of Touchdowns went down this weekend to Oregon Outpost 788. Uh, falling to four and two, giving you a little breathing room. One oh six to eighty six. David Johnson went went bananas on Monday night, and that lifted the outpost to the victory there. Thirty one points there. Kenny Britt, twenty five for the Rams. Uh, there's the freak week. Uh, Fifteen for Bobby Wagner. What's on Joe Mine, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. Eleven for Blake Bortles. Ten for Mason Crosby. Covering up some bad performances on this team. Negative one for Travis Benjamin out of the flex spot. It's been a while since we've seen a receiver get a negative one. That's hard to do. That's one yeah. catch and a fumble. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Or, or the rare catch for negative yardage or maybe a busted end around or something. I don't know. But negative five for the Panthers' defense as they got lit up, down, and sideways against the Saints. Playing that defense against the Saints is a, is a bad play. Uh, meanwhile, for Pyramid of Touchdowns, 22 out of Dak Prescott, uh, 12 out of Sean Lee. So lots of Dallas and not much else. A lot of, lot of single-digit games. Even the Broncos' defense, which had been great this season so far. Uh, eight points. Okay. A lot of down weeks all in one play. Uh, I mean, compared to lead averages, I mean, uh, that's the worst week for Devontae Freeman so far. Uh, I don't know if Jordy – I do not know what, wrong, what is wrong in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, but it's just, just a down week across the board for – pyramid of touchdowns now last time we recorded two weeks ago we were coming off the the highest scoring weekend of the season i'm guessing that's not the case with week six well it is actually our lowest scoring week by a large margin yes yes it is we had three teams that didn't bust 60 this week 86 was the average our next lowest was 91 and the average losing score this week was 72. Now look, Gary, you beat that. I'm just here so I don't get fined. So we've got uh, next up is the Mishawaka Blue Lasers. Coming close, but no cigar to getting the uh, the Sir Mix-a-Lot treatment. 103 to 58 over the horror show. Horror show down in, in Gary territory at 1 and 5. 
Another rough season for Jamie Creech, the boys. But Jimmy and Craig got a, a big week out of Drew Brees, 39 points in the New Orleans Tecmo victory. Uh, 13 out of LeGarrette Blunt, 12 out of Amari Cooper, 13 out of Paul Pazlesny. Gary, we're both out of the pool on that one. Week 6 is coming went. Paul Pazlesny still on the active roster. It's the power of positivity, sir. Meanwhile, the horror show, 24 points out of Andrew Luck, uh, which makes uh, 58 points seem even smaller. 11 out of Luke Keekley, because he's Luke Keekley, And then uh, negative 2 out of the Steelers' defense. So again, another defense that our, our podcast played better than. Uh, we were equal to the Rams' defense to put up the goose egg for Mishawaka. Next up, Long Island gets back in the win column. Long Island RHPs have returned. 105 to 73 over Darklonia. Uh, Tom Brady leading the way for Darklonia in the defeat with 33 points on the your Revenge Tour, which means only 40 for the rest of the team combined, and yeah, nothing going on there. Meanwhile, Marcus Mariota, 32 for the RHPs, 19 out of Kobe Fleener with his first professional rushing touchdown, uh, 11 points out of Derek Johnson, the Kansas City linebacker, another big week there, and, and just uh, some nines and eights along the way to, to get to 105. So what what changed for the RHPs? When last we left, they were 0-4 and, and looking terrible. Uh, now we got 2-4, and four, maybe at least getting back to respect Respectability in the short term. Marcus Mariota has had a couple really good weeks. Giovanni Bernard starting to get some touches. Kobe Fleener. Just just starting to see some guys that you thought would have some decent seasons come around. But ultimately, it's really kind of based on Marcus Mariota the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's starting today. Last week. Cleveland and their Division One AA defense. Hey, and uh, man, if the Colts could have held on... The Tennessee uh, Titans would have been tied for first place. <laughs> nice. So moving forward, we've got uh, the Chuckbusters 93 over the Buffalo Wild Bills 60. Another big win for the Chuckbusters 5 and 1. Uh, took a loss last week to the RHPs, but uh, back on the in their winning ways. Uh, Ty Sam's having a fine season, continuing the tear that he last uh, left last season on. Again, we. It's a testament to how he's built his roster because he's not getting a lot out of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, only 12 points there, 10 out of Jamal Charles in part-time duty, 11 out of Randall Cobb, 19 out of Chris Michael, the Seattle back, uh, 14 out of Zach Orr, the Ravens linebacker, and 12 out of Dan Bailey in the kick fest. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Buffalo Wild Bills had Zeke Elliott with 16 and not much else going on. Uh, Sammy Coates, nothing. Good as this podcast. Uh, Ryan Shazier what, didn't even play last week, so he, he got the goose egg uh, as well as this podcast. So a couple of tough plays there for, for Buffalo. I'm going to their bench to see if there's anything there, and not really. It was the, the odd week out of Lance Kedrick where they threw him some balls, uh, but otherwise Tyrod Taylor on the bench had 23. Would have been a better play over Carson Wentz, but certainly not enough to make up 33 points. Ty Sam's just... He's getting points everywhere. So, and I mean, you know, however you want to start your guys, but he's the most flex spots. He's the best in the league at the flex spots. And Bears, the Bears subbed in seven points. Uh, um, but you know, that Minnesota defense will be back. So, you know, Ty yeah. Sam's had had a, had a for him a low scoring week. But you know, lucky enough, you know, not I get lucky enough to. That's where this league comes in. Is you got to catch some breaks. So he didn't face anybody that was. Uh, you know, in the hundreds or high 90s. So we'll take the win and move on. 
Yeah, as, as you covered a, a few moments ago, 93 this past week is actually a pretty good week. Moving forward, we've got the Teal Ninjas scoring the upset at home over the Seattle Dreadnoughts, 99-72. Zach Hoffman starts out 4-0, drops two quick ones to, to fall at 4-2. Still hanging around in the Dixon Division. We'll get to the standings in a second. Cam Newton leading the way for the Dreadnoughts, 29 points in the loss. Uh, 11 for Deshaun Shade, the Seattle cornerback, because... He's a Seattle cornerback. And then uh, for Springfield, 26 out of Matt Ryan, uh, 19 out of Julio Jones as that tandem rears its ugly head again. Uh, 10 points out of the resurgence Frank Gore, uh, the ageless Methuselah of tailbacks. Not much else, just uh, kind of lots of nines and eights and, and, and those three bigger scorers there. It's carrying Springfield to the win at 99 points. So, Jamie Johnson, your, your thoughts. We, we've talked a lot about Zach Hoffman and... Uh, and how he puts his roster together, mostly by what's going on with the Seahawks. <laughs> how are you feeling about that uh, that that move um, for him? Just a rough week. C.J. Anderson with his worst output of the season so far. Tyler Lockett, you know, Mike Evans with a week off. Um, but you know, it's one of those where Zach's kind of living like me at this point. You know, you just you know you you caught some breaks early. The average scoring against you in any given week. He, he has benefited from in, in some instances, you know, so it's going to catch up with you somewhere in this league, and it, it will probably more than likely catch up with me, so, you know, but maybe we, he can get some things turned around. C.J. Anderson, you would expect to you know, come around. You know, he had three regular starters on the bench. Uh, he'll get that turned around, but Springfield Peel Ninjas, and they left two bigger scorers on the bench, so, I mean, that could have been almost a double up if he had gotten into the bench. And what the heck is going on? Is Terrell Pryor a real receiver, or is it just Cleveland so bad is the only good one? I think Cleveland is so bereft of skill players that they just have to find different ways to put the football in his hands. They just don't have a choice. Gary Gotso, your thoughts on uh, Jamie Johnson at 5-1 and one trying to sound humble? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. Finally, our game of the week, the Paris Dynamites, the Fighting Debbies, 105, I'm sorry, 108 and a half over the visiting Las Vegas RSFs uh, with 95. Big win for, for Debbie. Debbie's off to a 4-2 and two start this season. Uh, much better than most years where she kind of starts off bad, catches fire in the middle, and then tails off at the end. So Debbie's building for something here. 32 points out of Odell Beckham last week with his 200-yard receiving game uh, and two scores. 13 out of Craig Robertson, 11 out of the Cardinals defense, 11 out of home cook and Adam Vinatieri, 14 for Carson Palmer. Meanwhile, Chris McLeod and his boys, uh, Brandon Cooks leading the way with 23, 13 for Phillip Rivers, 13 for Josh Lambeau. That's a lot of San Diego for one team right there. Uh, 11 for Vernon Davis. Uh, getting to 95, again, he'd have won most games this week. Just ran into the fighting Debbies. Yeah, the Las Vegas uh, Robo Skull uh, Funchers. Besides Gary and the continuing of the one-point losses, uh, he takes a tough luck loss for 95, which would have you know, been an above average, you know, would have beat a lot of teams, but you know he's just on the downside of this one. And, man, Debbie's just stacked top to bottom at this point, getting the best defensive output. That Cardinals team put points on the board. Got Adam Vinatieri, I swear to God, he's on the juice here. Swear to God. How's that dude not missed yet? Uh, but just another big week in that lineup, and Debbie's so stacked, even when you got 
bad output from a T.Y. Hilton or an Isaiah Crowell. Got to give Debbie a lot of credit. She was on Jordan Howard uh, before the rest of the league caught up. She picked up on Hunter Henry before the rest of the league figured him out uh, and somehow puts him on the bench for Antonio Gates, who is broken and slow. So kudos to Debbie for getting her homework done. Uh, and really having to pay off. I mean, Zach Brown, nobody saw Zach Brown doing this, but he was good enough to hang around and found his way onto Debbie's roster, and that's paying dividends. Craig Robertson, another guy. That's a pretty no-name defense in, in New Orleans. I'm not going to say that Craig Robertson is the greatest linebacker in the world, but he gets around the field and makes a lot of tackles, and lots of tackles means lots of points. Kudos to Debbie Godso and the fighting Anamites of Barron. Looking forward to Week 7. Stop, uh, first take a look at the standings I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> this is what happens when your lead color guy is only here to avoid getting fined by the league <laughs> he didn't even have anything to say about Debbie's team so uh, he, he needs to not run smack this week because he's going to get worked in couch bowl in the Hama Tyler Hudson to Jace Jamie Johnson in first place at 5-1 and one. Pyramid of touchdowns and the Paris Dynamites at 4-2 and two, tied for second Harris is in line for the Kavanaugh right now, so I believe that gives him a, an edge. Chris McLeod and the RSFs, 3-2-1, just a game and a half back. Oregon Outpost, 788, hanging around at 3-3. Three three. Uh, the Keel Halls at 2-4, followed by the New England Tacos of Justin No Login Bell at 1-4-1. One, and, one. and lastly, the Fort Calamity Desperados at 1-5. Over in the Dixon, the Chuckbusters take control at 5-1. Seattle Dreadnoughts and Buffalo Wild Bills at 4-2, just a game back. Mishawaka coming on strong at 3-3, three three, tied with Darklonia for third place. Springfield and the RHPs are at 2-4. And, and lastly, the Horror Show, 1-5, four games back. Already starting to figure out uh, what we're going to do with next year's pick. But as we said, uh, the Kavanaugh Trophy, highest scoring team in the league right now is Debbie Godso and the Paris Dynamite, 691.5 points. So uh, kudos there. Again, Debbie's put together kind of a powerhouse. And we pity anyone may fall into her path. I got lucky the week I played. That's the one week uh, my team put up a bunch of points. This is true. Yeah, you did kind of explode that week. And Debbie kind of has that effect on me. I do explode around her. Mm. Well, wait, we got, we, got, we got a Gary noise there. <laughs> He's grunting. That's a positive. Looking forward to week seven. Oregon Outpost 788 flies into New England 3-3 uh, three and three to take on the Tacos. 1-4-1. One, and one. Right now, that's a pick'em game. I have a feeling that's going to change because the tacos are, are not good. Uh, the Charlottesville Keelhauls fly out to Vegas to take on the Robo Skull Effers, and that is a heavy favorite for the, the RSFs and Chris McLeod. Pyramid of Touchdowns fly, uh, takes off for Tyler Hudson and Jace. I, I don't know where that sort of thing would get played. I, 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 I don't Hotland, County Courthouse. Fulton County Courthouse. Ben Batlock's Backyard. But uh, that is a uh, Tyler Hudson favorite by seven points in that one uh, over Pyramid of Touchdown and Josh Morgan. That's a big game right there. Could be game of the week. Any other horror show out to Long Island to face the resurgent RHPs. That's a pick 'em. Springfield into Mishawaka to take on the Blue Lasers. That's two and four against three and three. Uh, Mishawaka favored by six. Buffalo Wild Bills take on Darklonia. This could be a big game to figure out who, who gets to hang around and who doesn't. Darklonia favored by 13 at this point. Uh, neither of those guys with a full lineup at the moment, uh, so tough to say. Uh, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, before we get to our game of the week, Chuckbusters against the Dreadnoughts in Seattle, 5-1 and one against 4-2. and two. Again, most other weeks, this would be game of the week. Chuckbusters, big favorites early. But no, 
It's Couch Bowl Week, ladies and gentlemen. It is Couch Bowl Week in Week 7. Harris Dynamite's flying to Port Calamity. Take on the Desperados. It's 4-2 and two against 1-5. and five. It's the best smack talk that our league runs because nobody runs smack in our league. Uh, our league is kind of boring that way. Let's wait for three loud idiots to come on and talk about fantasy football for an hour. Anyways, that is actually considered a pick'em game at the moment, anyhow. Gary will figure out a way to drop this one by a point. So, Gary, I know you're just here to avoid being a fine by the league. Do you have any other thoughts going into Couch Bowl as your clearly despondent team looks to you for, for leadership to glory? What's left of our season stems on this single game. Not gonna fight. Not gonna rally up the troops. You're just gonna state facts. If they can't get fired up for this game, then I will finish with the single win and go out with a whimper. My goodness, he's promising the tank job. Now, Gary, I may have my own selfish reasons here, but I'm totally pulling for you, brother. Totally pulling for you. This 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 podcast is 100 behind you. I don't know. I, I, I kind of have to root for him a little bit, too, because losing Gary, he's actually finding a way to make not being entertaining not very entertaining. <laughs> Gary Godso, we'll get you out of the way first. Any thoughts on the NFL going into Week 7? I'm glad that my Cowboys are doing that. Your Cowboys? Cowboys are my other team. Other team. Yes. We had to root for a team in Indianapolis before the Colts got here, and it was the Cowboys for me. Plus, Tony Romo's a fraternity brother, so i got to be faithful to that. They're going to bench him, you know. I, hey, I don't care. Tony Romo's on the team. Uh, Jamie Johnson, your thoughts on NFL Week 7? I'm out of excuses for Aaron Rodgers. He, I, I don't know. He looks damaged or dinged up or just something is wrong. I don't recall ever seeing a quarterback who was that good turn to what appears to be about mediocre this fast and not because he got 38-39. He's not that old. No, he's 32? I mean, but he did, and he didn't play for the first three years of his career, so there should be some more tread on the tires. So I just I don't know what's going on. I mean, I know he's got the same problem that Andrew Luck's got, where it doesn't have the whole line, but he's got a few weapons, and it's just there's just some passes that just are not good. He's got more going for him than Luck does. Uh, I still say uh, Luck's got an okay left half of the line, and and could be anybody lining up there on the right side. I mean, we're at a point here where where you, you never know. Not everybody's going to play till they're 40 and, and be effective. Not everybody's Drew Brees. Not everybody's Tom Brady. Football players don't necessarily last that long. I, I think we're seeing Ben Roethlisberger's kind of turning a corner where it's just not there for him every week. I think we're seeing Eli Manning turn a corner where it's just not there for him every week. Uh, and it might be that Aaron Rodgers is in the same boat, uh, despite the fact that he hasn't played quite as much as those other guys. He's he's at that age, you know, he's 33. Football players age quickly. Maybe he is getting old. Maybe it's an injury that he's not talking about. He looks slow. Even when Green Bay was giving him time this weekend, he was just missing throws. He overshooting them. Uh, mechanics were bad. His throw was late. Throwing behind receivers, causing picks. Throwing in front of receivers, causing picks. It just he he just looks a little. And I hate to say this because I really enjoy watching him play, but he looks cooked. Yeah, it just does not not something off injury whatever. It just does not look good. And that Packers team does not. That just makes this Minnesota team look just a 
way this this is going, that Minnesota team just looks almost unbeatable at this point. Yeah, they could run and hide in the in the NFC real quick. You know, Arizona's going to get their their stuff together and they'll they'll straighten it out a little bit. But even uh, you know, so so that'll be there. It looks like Seattle's kind of got their act getting in the, going in the right direction. Dallas is playing well. So there's other teams in the NFC, but man, that division could run and hide because the Lions can score with anybody. Uh, and they do have a few weapons on defense. You know, even the Bears with, with Hoyer at the helm are going to compete. No, no, Mike. I know you hate it. I'm going to need Cleveland to get some wins, get their act together, get themselves up to three wins. The Bears already screwed up and got one, taking a dive for Deshaun. Come on, fellas. you got to be in the top two this year. You realize that you just went and made a public plea for the Cleveland Browns to get some wins. Need some wins. Need a little pride in Cleveland. The Cavs did their job. They won a title. The Indians did their job. They're in the World Series. Come on, Cleveland. Come on. Come on. Get your act together. As my final, though. Good Lord, Cubs. Get a hit. Yeah, I've been a bit of tough couple of games there in Chicago for Chicago rather but you know something it's they're 2-1 you panic at 3-1 or if you're the Yankees panic if you're 3-0 Gary I'll, I'll say it again when you make the championship series every year the odds are pretty good you're going to be the one that loses a 3-0 and I'm happy it was to you guys I thought you were a Yankees fan it is documented that was only for one season okay uh, and I really wasn't much of a Boston fan this season but I certainly wasn't a Yankees fan either I've been indifferent to baseball this year. Clearly. Uh, I want to wrap this up so I can go. I was, just w- I was waiting for more misguided smack. Only misguided by your opinion. And on that note, have a, have good, a good night, day. folks. Remember, beat Justin just by logging in. We'll see you at the end of week seven. That's false. I've been to Rome, Dallas, Texas. Man, I thought I'd seen it all. Every corner Man, I thought I'd hit the world There's a sleepy town South of the border You go there once You be there twice Oh, 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 oh,